0: off to the races so here today we have josh josh was uh referred to be my one of my friends uh jason that i met one of the rare pool parties that i actually uh went to here in miami and so uh, jason told me that he had a really great trainer that he was working with and um he recommended that uh, we have a little fitness conversation um because the podcast is while we talk to a lot of artists and You know, all kinds of people. Uh, Definitely wellness is one of the key, I guess, themes. You could say it's the genre. Um, So that's definitely where, you know, I'd love to take the conversation. But, Josh, thanks for coming. I hear uh, you have a sparring match with Tony Thomas coming up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me, brother. Um, Yeah, we're doing a little workout, a little boxing workout after this. Um, I don't know if we're going to get into the sparring today. I don't have my stuff, uh, all my stuff with me. But, yeah, we're going to do a little boxing after this. Um, Yeah.
0: Anyway, Tony was one of the previous guests, great great fitness trainer here, and you know it's a small town, so uh, a lot of the best fitness people know each other. And um, but let's start with you, Josh. So let's let's go way back to the beginning, man. Um, where'd you uh, Where'd you
1: come from? Where were you born? Yeah, let's go. Um, so born and raised in uh, northern New Jersey, um, like 15 minutes outside outside Manhattan. Um, and, uh, you know, lifelong athlete, you know, went to college, studied, studied something I didn't end up pursuing, uh, which was criminal justice. Um, and then my life just kind of naturally segued into the fitness industry, um, which led me to, uh, working in Manhattan, um, at an Equinox in Chelsea, um, which by the way is like, you know, Manhattan is, you know, the pinnacle of fitness in, in, in the world really, um so that was a, that was a little blessing in disguise that I wasn't ready for that um, got hired by Equinox in 2014 and um, I was you know luckily uh, I was placed at like one of the best Equinoxes in Manhattan you know one of the 35 locations they have um, in Manhattan and around the world um, and just learned so much there and you know got a really I, 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 I my eyes were open to the um, potential of a career in fitness when I was there, and um, I saw all these guys, you know, that uh, made a career and made a living, a comfortable living, you know, off of fitness, and um, yeah, man, I just really, I just really fell in love with the whole lifestyle, you know, the whole um, idea of you know being able to do something that you know I was passionate about and like helping people and you know really, really changing people's lives like directly, um, impacting people on a daily basis. Um, you know while making a living um so started out at equinox um in chelsea i was there for about three years that that went great um and then i segued into uh group fitness <clears throat> i segued into group fitness after a few years in the one-on-one the private training um lane and uh the, i excelled at the group fitness thing and um you know again like you know my eyes were open to the potential of you know the earning potential and you know that's in group fitness versus one on one you know as well as the impact you have on a wider uh, audience um, with the group fitness um, so I did the group fitness thing for about three years while still you know juggling the one on one thing um, I, uh, I was at a, a, a group fitness boutique uh, called Switch Playground um, there was a few locations in uh, South Africa. and um, they they were a smash hit in South Africa. and the owner, Steve Uriah, who is a close friend till this day, um, he brought it to the East Village. Um, and it was perfect timing because you know I was at the uh, you know I was at the end of my equinox tenure, let's say, and uh, he came to the East Village with the uh, with the concept and the concept was you know it took off it got popular fast um i was i, I created a personal training uh department and in, in, within the uh within the company i was running the pt department while also you know teaching the group fitness uh classes and then uh, things were going great and then covet hit um like a ton of bricks well and just shut everything down in 2020 and we were like we were like three years we just we just celebrated like three years of uh of the brand and then uh covid came crashing down on the whole industry and then a lot of the industry you know took like refuge in miami so you know i had a bunch of people come down here to miami came down to visit and uh yeah that was that that was the rest is history man it came down to visit in january fell in love um It was just like, you know, a breath of fresh air would be like an understatement, man. It was like, it was like coming back to life, dude. It was like, you know, after that whole 2020 in New Jersey, Manhattan, um, you know, and then coming to Miami and having like a few connections here, uh, it was just a no-brainer, signed a 12-month lease um, right down the street from you. Uh, So we're neighbors now, and uh, yeah, the rest is history, man. Loving it so far. It's been, I think, what, four months? Yeah, 4 months Yeah, My rent's due tomorrow. Yeah, 4 months.
0: <laughs> well, that's well that's yeah, you're uh you're newer than me. That's kind of rare. Um, no, that's not true. I I welcome every week I meet new people coming down um over the past few months. Definitely Miami is a mecca for uh activity, uh, fitness and opportunities to exercise outside. Obviously, we just came out of a amazing winter, which is our our best season. Um so, going back to 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 equinox uh, what i guess you went. you're in criminal justice were you always someone who was working out a lot had that kind of ethic to work out a lot by yourself uh like what where did you like see did you take a first course to get into training like how does someone just like get into equinox like what is what do you have to do
1: yeah man good question um so me personally i mean everybody's journey is going to be different my journey was kind of uh, you know, my, my journey, my journey, I kind of naturally segued into the fitness industry because, you know, I played sports growing up. So like, you know, for me, like, um, I've been coached my whole life, my entire life. So for me now to be like a fitness coach, you know, um, even starting out when I was starting out, I had a leg up on the competition because like, you know, I know, I know how to coach people. I know how to get the best out of them. You know, I know how, I know how to motivate without, you know, um, you know, being threatening or like, you know, putting people down or just like, (laughs) excuse me, being like a team player, you know? Um, so all my years of sports, you know, kind of like gave me that leg up on, on the competition. I think when it came to, uh, fitness and and coaching, if you will, you know, some, some, some fitness professionals like to refer to themselves as, uh, trainers, some professionals refer to themselves as coaches. Me, um, I don't, I don't really give a shit what like you, you refer to yourself as, you know, the, the main thing, with me is you know being effective effectiveness like you want to call me a trainer call me a trainer you want to call me a coach call me a coach one thing i'm not is a, a nutritionist mm-hmm. um yeah recently recently i met a I met a trainer who uh who is a big like wellness guy and big like uh, nutrition guy and like you know we had we had a conversation and like he was like asking me these questions about like nutrition and stuff and i was like dude you know, you don't you don't go get a massage and then complain to the chiro, to the masseuse that like they're not a chiropractor. You know, it's like there's different lanes for that. Like I'm not like nutrition is not my specialty. Um, sorry to get sorry to get segwayed into that off the question. But uh, back to the question. Um, yeah, no, for me, getting into fitness was just super natural, man. It was um, all the years of sports kind of just led me. What sports? Uh, the, the classic American sports all year round, uh, athlete, uh, football, basketball, baseball. So between like the coaching during those, those seasons and like, you know, the training for them, um, fitness is, was the fitness industry was just like a no brainer for me, man. So yeah, the criminal justice thing, I applied, I applied to a few uh, police departments, um, probably could have, probably could have made it happen if I really wanted to. Um, but you know, like, you know, that line of work.
0: Um, what was your safe line? You know, it was like, it's, there's plenty of jobs there, right? So yeah, that's why you wanted to do something like that. Um,
1: and also at that age, it's like, you, you, you don't know what you want to do. Like, you just finished high school, you're 19, 18, 19, you don't know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Uh, funny enough, though, actually, I before before I got hired, well, actually, as I was being hired for Equinox, I was, uh, I was working at a bar in uh, Newark, New Jersey, uh, alongside a police officer. And he, we actually me and him got like really cool. And he actually offered me a. Uh, he had a connection in the in, in the department, uh, you know, with with hiring, and he he knew somebody that um, pretty much guaranteed me a job with the department, except that the 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 location that the that I was in at the time was a rough one. So for me, it was a no brainer, like. I had Equinox knocking on the door and I had this law enforcement. Why were they
0: knocking on your door? Did you get any certification? Like, why do you you just network with them or like why? Well,
1: Equinox was a four interview process. So, it's like, you know, I went through like all these like interviews um, and then I got like, you know, I got through all of them and then they offered me the the position.
0: But there no certification beforehand or
1: yes? For a trainer? For the trainer? Yeah, the certification. Um, There was a certification. I was certified to be a trainer. Um, but they, they, it's, they just, they just take more, I think they take, like, more, like, uh, more of your, like, character into consideration than, like, your, than your paper, um, like, qualifications. Because, to be honest, bro, I mean, you can, you know, anybody can get a a, a trainer certification online. Like, you can probably go and... It's that easy? It's that easy, bro. It's that easy. And the shit that they're, they're having you study and, like, test out for with the certifications, bro, is, like not even half of it, more than half of it's not even applicable to, like, your, like, day-to-day, like, workouts, you know, like, um,
0: so it's not, anyone can basically get the certification, there's no industry standard that's really difficult or anything?
1: No, yeah, no, not at all, man, like, um, anybody can get the certification, but you have to really want to do, you have to really want to be in the fitness industry, man, because, like, starting out, like, I always tell people, like, i walked through the fire at equinox because they take such a large cut of the uh, of the session you know the money's not there at first you know you got to walk through the fire bro um so it took me a few years to like you know build up that client base enough to where like okay like yeah equinox is taking like 60 percent or 70 percent of the session whatever it was um but then you build up your client base enough to where like you don't need um you know you, you, you kind of become your own brand like kind of like tony you know um so like uh, there's a certain point where like you know you you're comfortable like you know jumping ship and equinox you know equinox knows that i think because like that's why they take such a big cut of the session you know when you're starting out it's like because they know eventually like you and your clients are gonna you know go do your thing elsewhere like where it's a win-win for everybody you know i'm getting 100 percent of the session you know they're paying less than they would pay equinox um, so yeah, that, that was that, but like, yeah, I always tell everybody, like, you got to walk through the fire and it's like that with, with any field, you know, any field you're in, you know, you got to walk through that fire first and it takes years, man. It takes years. So you got to really, you know, you got to really want to do it. You know, you can't, you can't get into something, um, you know, chasing the money. Uh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be something you're passionate about because if you want to make it, you know, and be successful, it's going to take years. So,
0: so what's, uh, what's the most challenging part about being a fitness trainer besides, the money part or walking the fire or whatever like what's the most challenging part of it
1: the, the most challenging part um ba, 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 ba. it's a pleasure man it's really a pleasure um so that's a good question because i have to think about that one um i'd say the most challenging part isn't isn't necessarily even a challenge it's just like long term like for example um let's say you have 15 clients Uh, let's say I have 15 clients this winter, right? Okay, so I have 15 clients right now, but let's say, you know, two of those clients move to another state. You know, one of the clients gets pregnant, another client, like, you got to keep, you got to keep on, like, you know, you you can't take your foot off the gas for too long as a trainer. So it's like, there's like this constant demand to just keep hustling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after years of, like, hustling, you're like, all right, what's next for me? You know, like, what's, what am I going to, what am I gonna do next to where I don't have to like hustle as much? Cause like you gotta be a hustler to, to do fitness. Like I mean, you know, I hate to keep I hate to keep uh, bringing bringing up our guy Tony, but like, you know, Tony Tony's got like Tony's Tony figured it out. Like he he's a hustler, but like he's got it figured out. Whereas like, you know, he's got like a certain amount of people that like you know, you know he he has you know um, like. I wouldn't say contracted, but like
0: they're subscribed to his, they're subscribed. To, exactly. To, to beat the gym. So exactly. he's, he's built a, an app. I mean, he built, he built basically his own, uh, workout company, um, which, yeah. which offers group fitness. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming in the dream and the plan is to, for him to help, you know, have some underlings who also like, you know, perhaps even take someone like you under their wing and, and, and teach some of the classes, um, for him so he can have an even bigger impact. Um, but you're right. It's, it's, how do you, I mean? It's kind of similar to like a life coach who's starting out, trying to get clients, and then you know it's a program. People are, are popping out, and they need you need to basically keep filling the pipeline of clients. Um, do you have clients that? So I was always curious about this because I, when I was younger, I mean I, I I, was kind of like one of those gym rats who just like I I would love to go to the gym for like two hours at my Y. like I during the winter like I grew up northeast, and I would just like. I was like, I, I was addicted to going to the gym. And like, there was like basically like supervisors who I would chat with. And like, I would always like learn from people and just different stuff. But I was kind of like self driven the whole time. And I never ever had like a personal trainer. So I'm like, I'm, I'm asking you, like, is what is like the kind of like, is there, should everyone have a personal trainer? Is, that, is there a reason specifically that certain people need trainers? Or like, what, what do you have to say about that?
1: Wow, great question, bro. You're good, man. You're good, bro. Um, yeah, dude, so when it comes to that, like, I mean, yeah, you can get, you can get by going to the gym by yourself and, like, you know, doing your own workout, um, but it's like, um, if you look at, like, celebrities, like, I mean, the Kardashians or, like, you know, even, like, Dave Grutman or, like, you look at anybody, anybody major, like, LeBron James, like, everybody has a coach, right, because you're, because you're a coach and no matter what field it's in, if you have a coach, you know, that coach, if it's a good coach you know, is going to get you out of that comfort zone, uh, It's going to push you past your, you know, past your limits that you would, you know, put on yourself, um, and also, you know, you have a professional, you have a professional eye on you the whole time, you know, it's like, um, there's science behind even just somebody, and you can Google it, there's like science behind even somebody watching you work out, whether it's like a trainer or anybody, if it's like, you know, you get more out of that, you know, you get more out of even just having a pair of eyes on you while you work out. Um, should everybody have a trainer? I'm not going to sit here and lie and say yeah, but if you want to optimize your workouts, yeah, you should have a trainer. If it it depends on, it depends on how like serious you take your workouts or like, let's say you, you're getting married in six months and you want to be in the best shape of your life. You know, you're not, you're going to get more out of your workouts having a good trainer, you know, looking over your shoulder than you would just going to the gym every day by yourself, you know, getting tired and saying, "All right, that's that's it, that's I'm going I mean, home. it's
0: like, let's be honest, it's freaking awesome to have someone pushing you, someone someone encouraging you. Like, to me, it's always been a luxury that I just never spent money on. But mm-hmm. hey, who's to say that? I think in my life, to be honest, I think for example, where do I spend my money? Always on coaches. Like, like group trainings usually. Like, for example, you know salsa class like I've done improv training I've done um you know you name it like like a lot of like I've been acting classes like I, I love I, I mean I have piano lessons I have Spanish teachers like I'm always I, I am spending I guess I have like Spanish teachers who are kind of like my personal span like language coaches so like I have I, I do believe in spending money on learning I guess for me it was always like okay like that's one area where it's like you know i i got this figured out like my gym workout works for me but at the same time i totally agree like it's it's, it's 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 it is a luxury but it's also about like where do you really think you can grow and and if if your body image or, or even just like your tone or or the way you feel needs to be better in terms of you know physically then yes like yeah. like you it's like a no brainer to get a trainer mm-hmm. if you can afford it now if you can afford it is one of the big things right cuz like Let's look at America. Let's look at the world. Like, can we all afford it right now? I mean, if there were more fitness trainers out there, then it wouldn't be such a big deal. But at the same time, you know, like that's where group classes come in, Uh, and that's where it's it it is. I'd say a luxury. Um, But like, do you ever see a world where it's not just a luxury, where it's something that like there's just so many trainers that like I train you, you train me kind of thing? (laughs) Like
1: I. um uh no I don't see, I don't see, I don't see that <laughs> I ex- think it's, I think it's like a luxury it is what, what do you what do you mean like um well, I'm
0: saying like could like right now like what percentage of people have a personal trainer is like so low and it's it's heavily skewed towards like the 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 rich um, to afford that
1: it's a luxury yeah it's a luxury it's a hundred percent a luxury yeah um that word right there luxury is a, you that's a great word um I, I tell people all the time like you know when I'm telling them my rates and stuff like listen I'm not like I'm not like I'm not trying to like snake anybody into training like if you come to me I'd rather like at this point in my career I'm selective now with people like don't come to me and think that you're gonna pay me whatever and then you're gonna get fit and like you're gonna drag your ass during the workouts and I'm gonna like chase you down the schedule. I can't tell you how many people I've blown off in the last year because they want me to chase them down to schedule. Like, oh, um, you know, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Uh, I need my clients under the bus, but I just had, I just lost a client because she kept like changing the, the, the session time. And like, she, she keep pushing it back. Like when we're supposed to start, Hey, can we start later? Can we do this time? Can we do that time? Like, absolutely not. Like if you don't want to work out and you don't, you don't want to train, that's fine, like, don't, you know, but, um, it's definitely a luxury, and it's definitely, it's definitely not cheap, um, and like you said, man, you you mentioned the group fitness classes, um, a few minutes ago, you mentioned something about group fitness classes instead of personal training, but the group fitness and the personal training are night and day, it's like, um, everything, everything in personal training is, like, individualized from, like, you know, your goals to the assessment to what what drills I'll have you do um, and as far as I go um, I'm a strength and conditioning coach so like I take people that are in good health and and get them to great health like if you come to me and you tell me oh I have this injury or I have this ailment and this and that I'll tell you okay go see a doctor because like that's not I'm not trying to fix you I'm trying to um you know just elevate you I'm trying to make you better make you stronger make you you know make you leaner get you get you to your goals but like as far as as far as like the group fitness goes group fitness is very general so it's like group fitness is good for one thing it's good for calorie burning it's good for it's good for losing mm-hmm. body fat it's you're not gonna take a group fitness class for six months and then go hit a personal record on your deadlift right that's never been done or your squat or your bench press you're not gonna take group fitness and go you know you're not going to put muscle on by taking group fitness. you you really not. It's a calorie burner. And people love group fitness um, because it's so intense. And it's a social thing. Like, um, it, it, it's intense where it releases endorphins, right? So you're on this endorphin high, right? So you take the class. It's a high-intensity class. Now you're high on endorphins. Great. It's healthy. It's a great thing. I'm not saying it's not. And then it's a social thing. Like, you see people. You meet people. Um, which is another great thing, which is why I love group fitness. I created a group fitness concept in Manhattan at the at the studio I was at um, called Ab Lab. It was a dynamic core class, uh, forty minutes, focused on the core. Had about forty people in each class. Sold out the first class. Um, it was going for about a, a little bit over a year before COVID hit. But it was sold out the first class, and it sold out right before COVID hit. It was selling out the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's. Was- core is like your specialty as well or not I mean so
1: so well um apparently not <laughs> i'm just kidding um no but everybody needs to focus on the core that's where available. you
0: really need a push so like that i mean like tony's like work I, I i guess the abs is where it really is nice to have someone push you it's one of the most painful parts like for example like going to the gym and 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 hitting the bench press like it's kind of like enjoyable you know like but like the ab workouts are always it's always great to have someone pushing you there. So
1: so so yeah, 100%. The ab workouts, the ab the ab theme was such a hit because like if you do look at group fitness workouts and you can look at anyone you want. It's a lot of lunges and squats and push-ups and, you know, bear crawls and this and that, but not a lot of sit-ups, not a lot of crunches, not a lot of side planks. It's one of the more it's one of the more neglected body parts, especially in the group workouts which is why I focused on that in my group workout and my, um, concept. And dude, it was a smash hit, bro. Like, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to say anything I'm going to regret, but like the studio I was at didn't really do much to push it, like to market it for me. Um, and they marketed it. They marketed the main class, which was upstairs. I had my studio downstairs and dude, my shit like took off. My shit blew. Um,
0: and I saw something about, like, Lululemon. Was it at Lululemon, or, like, what was that about? Well, I had
1: a, I had a partnership uh, with Lulu um, for a few months. I was doing classes there, and, like, the, the studios were filling up there, but I was, like, take, I was taking people, and we were going there. It was probably, like, probably, I think one class, we had, like, 50 people in it, which was, like, you know, the biggest, was the biggest uh, class they've seen um, up until then. But, um, oh, yeah, that was a good time.
0: Yeah, Lululemon's a good brand. We, uh, in San Francisco... Um, I was part of this run club for the homeless called uh, Back on My Feet, where I was I would lead a, a Friday run group in the morning. We'd run like a 5K together, and it was, we do like a meditation, and uh, we'd partner with different shelters in the city, and like get them to come out like before breakfast nice. and like run. Um, but Lulam was like one of our greatest supporters in terms of like, we do like monthly workouts with them, and then um, we actually like, our, we had, like a men's club that would do like a, they would literally like sponsor us to like go run um, like out in nature. We'd carpool and go run places and uh, they uh, they give us all like $100 gift cards or something. It was like, a very generous brand. You Dude,
1: know? Lulu is such a smart brand. Like they, they're very like interactive with the community. Like Lulu, Lulu impressed me. Like not even like not even on like the clothes or, or like the, uh, you know, like the gear side. Like even though their clothes and their gear, like I'm not wearing any right now. More short you, you are, you're rocking them. <laughs> there you go. I have so much gear. But um, yeah, besides besides their brand, like the clothes and stuff, dude, what they do like outside of that, like for the community and with people, dude, they're such a good brand, man. I, I stand by them. I was almost an ambassador for them. Um, I had an ambassadorship on the table, but that, that fell through for, you know, whatever reasons. Um,
0: well, anyhow, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, these fitness brands, um, so how come, I mean, obviously we're in the world of COVID where people are working from home more. Uh, people are able to wear more, you know, relaxed, athletic leisure. So it's a booming industry. But at the same time, you know, like, how do you market more? Like, how do you compete? And so what I love seeing is, like, these brands that kind of put themselves into community building. So, you know, while we're talking about brands, I mean, Reebok, I actually had a great experience as well in San Francisco. And there's a, there's a great running club called uh, Midnight Runners. And they promote, like, weekly boot camps, which are, like a, like, a five-mile plus, like, a boot camp every mile kind of thing. And it's ridiculous energy, uh, you know, we, we bring like speakers on backpacks and we go around the city and we basically stop every mile and do a boot camp, run boot camp. And it's just like incredible the like community that comes from overcoming the fire of those boot camps and, and, the, and, the, and the pain and, and the suffering and all together. And so it's one of the most like, ridiculous experiences that I've ever had, is just like running with them around San Francisco, like blasting music. And they I, actually, my buddy's now launching in Bogota. Uh, Gabriel, and they, that brand, Reebok, has really, you know, done a great thing with Midnight Runners, you know, investing in that, so, you know, Nike's got the Run Club here, um, you know, the three different, they, they partner with Baptist Health, um, so I love seeing these brands kind of invest in community building, um, that's, I mean, <laughs> not that I'm plugging, but like, that's kind of my goal as well, is to find a sponsor for the podcast at some point, a fitness sponsor, so that we can... You know, basically host weekly free yoga uh, in the community in different areas, and also, uh, obviously, run run clubs are an easy thing to be free. Run clubs should be free, and so um, you know, there's we we do a Thursday run club here, South Beach. There's also I, I lead a Sunday morning run club, um, but I think you know, in terms of trainer versus group fitness, um, I agree. Like it's group, like tr- having a trainer is a luxury. Um, it's it's cool to have that available in case someone really needs personalized health but at the same time i love looking at the macro level of society america the world yeah yeah. how can we get healthier and so what i love is like nutrition Mm -hmm. is like one side of things and so you clearly profess to me that that's not your strength which i totally respect and that's why i think we can kind of guide our thinking now of like how can america be healthier
1: um also also sorry no go ahead go ahead
0: no, I mean I'm, that's open-ended, bro. Like, I'm I'm actually looking for your advice yeah. on how to get people moving more and respecting that. Like, it it is their duty to be in shape because to be in shape is not just for you. It's for you to be a better influence on others. It's for you to be at your peak performance at your at your best. It's for you to be your best self. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like to say, don't don't take the stairs, but get that awesome workout later. Like, go run to house music and get high. Like, like basically like. I don't even. like I understand man's humans need to conserve energy, uh, but I think that at the same time we need to understand that like like the workout is non-negotiable. It, it's something you got to do for yourself, for your family. Mm-hmm. Like like don't say oh, you know, I, my family, my kids got me up early. I can't I can't work out. No, you find the time that you can do that.
1: Dude, you make so many good points right there. Um, I don't know which one to touch on, um, but I'll touch on the nutrition one first. The reason I don't like, but the reason I don't like, um, like specialize in the nutrition so much is because I believe that, you know, nutrition, instead of making it into this whole, oh yeah, I need a certification to be a nutritionist, then I'm going to hire a nutritionist and I'm going to go food shopping. I'm gonna, nutrition should be so simple, man. It should be so simple. I tell people simplify that shit as much as possible, right? Like, okay, simplify it. To where, you know, you're eating on a time structure, right? Okay, so now you're eating every four hours, right? Boom, got that down. So you're not worrying about when you're going to eat, right? Or where you're going to eat. You know you're eating every four hours. Then just stay away from the simple sugars and all those carbs, right? Once you not once you take out the simple sugars and the carbs, right? And then you structure your meals, you can't even go wrong, dude. You can't even go wrong. I and mean, there's a little more to it. There's a little more to it. But There's like, a lot to it. Uh... There, there's a lot to it. A lot
0: of the world does not have access or just mentally does not, you know, organic produce and like cooking for themselves healthy food. So a lot of people are just unfortunately not surrounded by the right food right now in terms of like it being easy and accessible and Mm -hmm. just like in the culture. So Mm -hmm. um, it's funny. It's like there's the nutrition, which, you know, a, a healthy meal makes you want to go work out more or makes you have more energy if you're eating the right kinds of carbs, you know, complex carbs. Um, if you're having, if you're eating your fruit in the you know midday, getting your your glucose, your your brain sugar energy up so you can yeah. work out, uh, it it's very important. Like nutrition is so freaking important that like I'm French. Like the French don't even work out a lot, but they're all like you know thin and in shape. Like it's like it's because the portion yeah. sizes are small and we yeah, exactly. eat at yep. the right times and we and we focus on quality over quantity and and it's that is an acquired taste that is. To be honest, it's almost like I. I, I wonder, like in terms of the wellness of the world here, like like which do you focus on? Like the government, I think, could really help subsidize organic produce. And it, if you looked at how much we spend on healthcare, and that being more and more of a government subsidized thing, you you it's a great investment to invest directly in the pro fresh produce to subsidize that to make that cheaper than McDonald's somehow, or even to tax stuff that's fried or like McDonald's or stuff like that. The government has a huge role in this. And I think we've made so many changes lately though. with, you know, Biden, being with, with basically with more and more, we're taking more risks. We're taking more investment. We're basically saying, you know, let's, let's redo our infrastructure. Let's get out of COVID. Let's, let's basically print money because we one thing. One funny thing that we realized is like, when this is getting way off topic, but if you're like a closed, if you're like a closed bubble and you print a bunch of money, Inflation skyrockets and that happened last century and we freaked out because things like skyrocketed the price of things But when we're in an open Open uh, economy of the whole global economy when we print money like crazy Like we don't up our prices like crazy because we know we're competing with China or Europe or like like we can't up our prices because mm. people will just buy other stuff. Mm. So there's actually a little secret way that we figured out. I watched this on sixty minutes, by the way. It's like, like we can print more money than we ever realized without inflation actually reaching like that point that 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 is worrisome. So we're actually printing money now and borrowing a bit less of it, but still, like we're making big investments in our in our economy right now and in our future as as Americans. And so I think to be honest, like subsidizing and 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 promoting. Fresh organic produce to more of that to be, to be, to hit basically like to promote, but you basically give subsidies to, to, to stores to carry more more produce and, and vegetables and stuff and basically there's there's a we talked about this with Amherst Jones that there's like a food desert happening in South Southeast America where there's like a you know, it's it's generally in African American communities but like there's not access people don't have cars and they walk around but there's tons and tons of fast food, but there's, no, there's not a Whole Foods. Wow! And that is like how, if you're not eating the right things and the, all you are exposed to fast food that's not good for you, it's hard to, to improve your nutrition. So, but at the same time, I think that, so the government really has a hand, needs to basically promote healthy eating. And, and, and one cool thing, one cool idea I had is, my buddy who just visited last weekend, he is studying to be a gym teacher, which is kind of relevant to what we're talking about. Because we talk about group fitness, we talk about what can each of one of us, you know, like kind of up our game. Uh, the formative years of school in, in gym class is huge. Like mm-hmm. for you to discover some kind of sport you're passionate about, somewhere you find yeah. your edge where you, you feel like you're, you're like, wow, like I'm good at this. This is like, for some reason, my body's genetics and environment have led to me being good at this sport. Let me go further into this and become, a. I think... If we promoted or even paid gym teachers, I mean, they're they're getting paid, you know, just as much as other teachers, but um, it's such an important job that I think we should even not put it on a pedestal, but say, like, let's have some of our smartest students become gym teachers. Let's actually, like, maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah, like, maybe it, it is actually yeah, yeah. more important than being a social studies teacher. Maybe it should be paid double. It's more
1: practical than, yeah.
0: I think yeah. the gym teacher, a great gym teacher can have, can actually change, transform lives where... Yes, you can inspire kids to love history or math, and that's great. But like wellness, health, and wellness that goes that that kind of like changes everything.
1: Dude, you are so on the money, man! Like you know, like even to, to that point, like um, you know, instead of instead of you know calling it uh, gym class, call it health class or something. You know, like, like there's so much there's so much like systemic upgrades that we can make as a culture and as a country, like. And, and that's a perfect example, you know, like you were just talking about the government and their role in this, right? And like, where are they? Like, where where are they? What are they? Doing? They're like, even, even in regards to like COVID-19, like you don't see like politicians saying like, be healthy, you know, like up your immune system, take this vitamin, work out, you know, hire a trainer, hire Josh, you know, like... Um, <laughs> Dude. Wait, you get a you get a mail
0: from the from the irs hey you, you got your tax you got your 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 stimulus check but hey oh, you got hey. Good. don't forget josh here's his business card
1: yeah, <laughs> attached my business card um dude yeah man there's so there's there's so much uh, the, but, but i think it's a generational thing too man whereas like our generation and the generations like you know um that are uh, coming up like under us you know we, we take we take fitness serious you know whether it's whether you're doing it for the gram or you're doing it for a wedding or you're doing it because you're an athlete your whole life and it's all you know and like whatever it is, I think our generation has a, um, a big um, a big opportunity maybe, responsibility to um, incorporate you know, incorporate health and wellness, you know, into politics, like, like, these politicians, you know, I mean, look at, look at the average age of one of the politicians, I mean, it's probably like, what, 50, over 50, I mean, like, so, like, there's not, there's not that, like, there's not that fitness and that that wellness presence, you know, in, in Washington, and lawmakers aren't really, you know, giving a shit about, you you know, what we're talking about. Um, and also, like, you know, to touch on what you said about the gym teachers, bro, like, yeah, 100%, man, like, instead of playing kickball, you know, teach kids how to cook, you know, like, teach kids, like, what they should be cooking, or how to go food shopping, or, like, test them out on their grocery list, you know, like, there's so much that we can improve on, man, and, um, I think it's, I think it's a, it's on such a larger scale, you know, yeah. Um, then, yeah. Than just like fitness, it's it's systemic, bro.
0: I wonder. Yeah, it's it's it takes it might take a younger president who who's thinking about these things. It might take some really good lobbyists from, you know, Nike, Reebok, like Little Lemon, Adidas. You know, whatever brands out there, they actually out have some power here to kind of like lobby and like make this kind of thing happen. Um, what's your favorite fitness brand besides Little Lemon? Dude.
1: I feel I'm like, I don't know, my favorite fitness brand. I, I know it. I'm just afraid to say it no, because like it. it's like kind of like an addiction, bro. I'm a Nike addict, bro. Like, I, I can't like. Just I will
0: like, always wear Nike. Nike socks. Nike. I mean, Nike. they got to make more. Actually, I got to talk to them about uh, making a shoe that I actually Asics. So I love this Asics shoe because it's like, it's kind of like the, uh, the indigenous people. I read this. Born to Run is a book anyone who likes running should read. It's called Born to Run. But they, they basically track down like uh, these, this indigenous group in Mexico and they're like, they're, their best athletes are like some of the best like, like uh, endurance runners hmm. and they basically, you know, they don't do the whole like finger shoe thing but they like, they wear tiny little sandals kind of thing when they run and they're not running on pavement either but anyhow, I, I love like a, a nice really light, I always look for the how heavy the shoe is and I look for the lightest shoe. And then I still like a little layer, you know, like rubber or whatever. Like, I don't want to just be feeling the ground completely. But um, yeah. the Asics stopped making this brand because no one else liked them. But, like, I just freaking love them. So, they're, like, tearing up. And, and I got to find a, I gotta find one of these companies to make a light, really light running shoe. Like, minimalist. Like, I don't want all the jet packs and random stuff. Like, I'm not trying to, like, I, I want to feel the ground. I really love feeling the ground. I think it's part of, you know, maybe me loving yoga and being grounded Um, But when your body feels the ground, it also learns to like adjust, like, like it's, it it becomes smarter, like your, your, your arch, like your, your foot arch, like it kind of learns to feel the ground and adjust.
1: Absolutely, man. The bottom of your feet are the, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the first line of defense. Um, So, you know, the plantar fascia is, is what's sending signals straight up to the ankle, to the knee, to the hip. So, you know, that, that light cushion that you're talking about, there's so many benefits, you know, bare. you can't really run barefoot, you know, unless yeah. you're on the sand or something, obviously, so, like, you do need something there, but, you know, you, don't, you also, um, I mean, I'm wearing some, like, trail runners right now because, you know, I mean, these are, like, these are, like, couches on my feet, yeah. but, you know, granted, like, I know, I know the difference between, like, you know, a shoe like this and, like, a shoe like you're talking about, and there is so many benefits to that light sole. One of them actually is, uh, you know, hip stability because the the signals that are being sent from the ground to your foot up to your body, you know, are going a thousand times quicker when you have the light sole versus the big couch Mm. on your foot. Like the signals aren't even getting up to my hip, right? So like the cushion that's on my foot, my my foot and the plantar fascia is not even like really touched because it's, you know, cushioned. When you have the light sole and you have your foot like making contact and that plantar fascia is working, the signals, the stability is coming up through the knee, through the hip, and there's just so many there's so many benefits to having that like light sole and even barefoot workouts. Like you see people working on yeah. socks and stuff. It's there's there's a lot of yeah. If you're
0: ready, like you said, if you're road running, you can just off, do the barefoot thing. So anyway, I think that's that's one area where uh, in the future I wouldn't mind making a shoe. I used to love shoes. I used to, that used to be my escape. I would just go on eBay and like I get different Jordans and like that was like my When I was a little kid, I was obsessed with shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm just like a minimalist. Like I even wear like Vans most of the time, like black, like this Vans style I like, like just because I rock it out with with, like pants if I ever have to go out, whatever. But I don't, I believe in a simple life, but there's a certain shoe that I got to work with one of these companies. Um, But also like, it's, it's funny that you say, you mentioned all this, like um, kind of, what what, what is the, the, the branch of uh, the body... When you what is the the science of all of our muscles and everything? What is it called again? Anatomy, anatomy, anatomy. So speaking of anatomy, I'm reading a good book right now called uh, "Exercised," and um, it just kind of talks about. I think one key one thing about inflammation. It, one thing that America can do is take more regular breaks from their sitting chairs. So like we evolved to sit because it saves energy, um, but there's actually every time you're sitting and you have food digesting or something. Like there's inflammation so, slowly happening in each of your joints and areas like, and just getting up from your seat and going to like get some tea or like going to talk to somebody or just standing up, like that kind of like, it's almost like there's this like red flare that's that starts building up of inflammation. And the second that you get out of your chair, um, it kind of goes away. But like you kind of like, your muscles like work it out of your system um, just because they want to move. They want to move. So. I, there's two points. One point is movie theaters, I don't know if it's realistic, but it'd be cool to have like an intermission. <laughs> That's <yeah. laughs> Or no, movie directors, please keep your movies under two hours, like an hour and a half is great for a movie. Any more than that, I'm like, I, I got to get out of there. Like It's like I'm kind of restless to be somewhere more than 45 minutes. So interesting. So interesting. <laughs> Other point, uh, do you have any any like Josh tips or, or little like exercises that are cool to like Really, like, loosen up, like, for people who are working with COVID and everything. At home? Yeah, at home, walking around your house. Is there anything like you would ever like advise? Here's my tip I advise, like, um, I do, like, when I'm traveling and I can't do as much yoga, I do these backwards camels. So, like, it's where you, like, you pray your hands behind your back and then you just, like, lean all the way back. You lean your head all the way back, look at the wall, and you basically go, uh, you do a, re- a reverse camel standing up. Sometimes you can't kneel on the ground just anywhere. But, like, you can do, a, like, a reverse camel, and, like, that really opens up your heart. And, and, and anyway, do you have anything like something like that? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, actually, I mean, um, you know, um, if you're at home working out, I mean, if you're working from home often, you know, definitely invest in a good foam roller, man. Uh, a foam roller uh, would, uh, foam rolling goes a long way. There's a lot Tom
0: Brady's all about that, I think,
1: they're, they're, Yeah, I'm sure he is. Um, there's, they go a long way, dude. They increase blood flow to, to the location that you're rolling on. Um, they, they, they tenderize the fascia, um, and it's just a good recovery tool. So, I mean, if you're, if you're at home all day, you know, as far as like, you know, as far as your like wellness goes and stuff and like, I don't know, I don't know if that would, if that's a great answer for you, but I would highly suggest anybody that's like stuck in the house for so many hours, like. At least, at least, hop on the foam roller on the floor. At least, at least, foam roll your back out. At least, you'll you'll feel the difference. I have a
0: gun, like a Thera, like a little gun over the there. Gun's cool. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's good for blood flow too. Yeah. Um, but as far as like inflammation goes, I'll take a little Tylenol. A little tylenol no, back. dude. I'm gonna. Okay.
0: Nope. All no, right. I, take, I don't think I Tylenol take, is the answer I here. Take that back. I think uh, tea and 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 hydration. And <laughs> I don't think we should be. I think in a perfect world, yeah. you don't need Tylenol for nothing. No. Yeah. No. I wouldn't um, say. Real, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say. Reliable, I will I mean. hard stop there, bro. But, but uh, no. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, like activity is such a uh, healing thing for for most things. I I um <laughs> I got me about closer with like my little spiel is like yo the podcast. We have three core values, which are um, activity, curiosity, and generosity. So, you know, be more active. Go to those free run clubs, those free yoga sessions. You know, learn, like, be, be an active person. Figure out a way to sweat every day. You can have a few days off, but figure out how to move and, and get up from your seat and, and be in your best shape mentally so that you can contribute to your family, to your community, uh, to your city. Um, two is a curiosity, like, you know, continue to keep learning, you know, read before bed, like always be uh, asking yourself how you can prove uh, what you're doing. And, and also listen, listen, you know, listen to, to the stories of your community and, and be curious. Um, and then generosity like figure out you know we used to with with religion it was always you know everyone gives 10% whatever with people going to church a bit less there's a need for like volunteering once a month or something you know like be contributing and and, and being generous in your community and saying hey i didn't become who i am just by myself like i am a product of United States of America government taxpayer money the the fire department helped me out like my my neighborhood's not burning down every every week like I have, you know, great education, great family, great support, like, be thankful and give back for what you have, and figure out a way to volunteer, figure out a way, for example, like, I, I give, like, just, like, a little bit every month to Miami Rescue Mission, because they give out, you know, food to the homeless, like, figure out some kind of monthly, like, site, something that comes out of your account monthly, even if it's just 20 bucks, like, that's what I just give to them, is, that's what they ask for, like, 20 bucks a month, it' um, kind of feeds the homeless, so, like, that is something that I think more people should just like slot into their like activities um but like of those what do you think is your strength and what do you think you can work on more
1: um
0: activity uh curiosity activity generosity
1: curiosity activity generosity um so as far as the curiosity goes um I'm not, I'm not. sure. I'm not sure. I understand the question fully, though.
0: What's? Your, I'm just like. This is like a tough one, but like it's easy one. Like, what's like yours of those virtues or 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 values? What's like
1: your strength gotcha. and what's one you can work on more? So you know, you know, um, I think I think a, I think one one of my strengths is is very simple, man. Like when I'm like out and about and I'm going about my day, like, and I'm and I'm crossing paths with whoever it is i'll smile at them man I'll, I'll put a smile on i'll give them a smile and you know i'll give a wave and i'll say hello and like to me that little act of kindness goes a long way man it's like it's like if everybody would do that dude we would be in like utopia man like a little smile and a little it's generous that is just, generous. It, it's like and it doesn't matter who it is like like the, the biggest baddest scariest motherfucker you can come across smile say what's up they'll smile and say what's up back believe it or not you know like a lot of people have these, like, preconceived notions of whatever it is, like race or, um, you know, uh, socioeconomic uh, levels or whatever it is. But, dude, a smile goes a long way. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, dude, just, just you know, a smile goes a long way, you know. Um, so I think that's something that, like, and it feels good to, like, connect with somebody that you don't even know, a complete stranger you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows where that will lead to, you know, a little hello or how you doing or hey, what's up, you know, like, you know, to me, to me that's something that, like, you know, I'm proud of, um, you know, having, having the, I don't know, confidence to do, I guess, versus, like, you know, walking around, looking at everybody as, as, you know, um, you know, strangers or, like, you know, enemies, and because at the end of the day, like, you know, we're all, we're all in this together, man, like, life is short, and, you know, we're we're all on this earth, you know, at the same time, and, you know, we're all in this, in this community at the same time, and, you know, it's, coexisting is uh not optional not optional so you know we got to make the best of it and i think you know something you could do you know it's, a, it's free it's it feels good and it makes a difference in people you know sometimes sometimes a little smile a little hello might make somebody's day you know they might be having a bad day or a bad week or whatnot and you know you say hello and, yeah, you might,
0: part of it is not being in a complete rush all the time you know like like that's that's one thing for me if i don't stop and go hey how are you doing it's like Wow like I, my schedule's too packed. So I gotta just chill out a bit, you know like it's like that's one thing that much, much of America running around and running around like they Very forget true. to say hello and pause.
1: Very true, man. Being absorbed by you know chasing money is something that I'm recently coming to Miami. actually when I came down here, I was you know I, I picked up and I left where I was. so I came down to uh, you know Miami Beach and started a new life, so to speak. And at one point, I was like, okay, I got to be busy. I got to get clients. I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm working in nightlife, so I'm out all night, and I'm up early. For call- and at one point, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, that was that was fast, but now I have no free time on my hands. Now I'm, like, totally absorbed, chasing money, and I was like, well, this ain't working. So what I did was just kind of, like, you know, condense my schedule until, you know, more Monday, Wednesday, Friday um, versus, like, seven days a week. And, like, yeah, you need need to give yourself time to live, man. You give yourself time to live, and uh, yeah, like you said, you get caught up caught up in the daily grind, and it's so common. And it's just it just kind of happens after a while before you know it, you don't even have time to uh say what's up to somebody. You know? Nice,
0: I guess, dude. I, I was, I'm, <laughs> I asked it initially, but uh, I no, it's just like not a fun question. Which one yeah. can you get better at, you think? Go for it, go for it. Uh, what can I get better at? Uh, what was it? Curiosity, you're pretty active, dude. I guess you could be more curious. I don't know, you're probably pretty curious too.
1: Um, yeah, I could be, I could be more curious, Um, I could be more curious, I I kind of, uh, you know, I I, I am pretty curious, though, I mean, like, as as far as curiosity goes, I mean, like, I could be more curious in, like, ways that I can, um, you know, help out, like, you just mentioned, like, donating uh, to, like, some, like, organizations, and, you know, there's, there's, there's people out there in need, I guess, and I could be more curious as to, like, you know how who who's in need and and you know where can i help and you know what can i do absolutely sometimes
0: out. it's easy to shelter ourselves in this world where we don't actually come across anywhere where we feel like we're needed or there's there's problems like we hear about the world's problems but sometimes we don't like we're not curious enough to go into like a certain neighborhood or place where we're like oh my god like like this is like This is totally, like, these people need help. Like, this is, like, what the hell is going on here? Like, we kind of are able to shelter ourselves and just look at world news, world problems. So I think curiosity to explore your city is kind of really important because that way you can kind of get a feel for where in your city are there... Is there improvement possible that you could play a part in and feel even more connected? Um, So speaking of Miami, I guess we'll close with that. Like, um, how much have you explored in Miami? Like, what are some of your favorite spots?
1: So, um... Great question. Um, I've been here about four months. Um, and between fitness and nightlife, which I'm recently getting into a little bit, because I mean,
0: like working it. What do you mean by working it? Like networking in it, or you mean like working as like a like bartender or something like that? Uh, in nightlife. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I promote for multiple places and multiple companies, and just I'm I'm out there trying to, I guess make up make up for twenty twenty. I guess all the uh, the those those long boring nights and weekends and just just feel like I wasn't living at all, you know, it's just, I was in a dark, I, I was in a dark place in 2020, man, so, like, you know, it's, it's personal, and, like, people might not be able to relate, but, like, you know, I was in a dark place, and, like, coming, coming out of it, and being in Miami, it's, like, you know, it, it's, it's the, it's, it's the party capital of, you know, the, the country, if not the world, I guess, so, like, um, I, I've been working in nightlife, uh, since I came down here, actually, I have friends that are, were DJs, and started hanging out with them, and now I'm here, Um, but as far as exploring, I need to explore a little bit more. I've been, I've been really just like, really just like, uh, exploring South Beach. Um, but there's like so much more to like Florida. Come on
0: one of our uh, art walks. We do monthly art walks where we go to a different district. I think like probably little Haiti will be like the next one, but like we did little Havana, Brickell. Um, that's good. That's a good excuse. I'm going to have you come next time. I'll remind you. Yeah,
1: I would do I would love that. Like, that's exactly what I need to do and like been trying to do, man. Um but it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to do by yourself, you know, you, you need that little push or that invite, you know, for somebody to like, you know, show you around, and uh, yeah, Miami's beautiful, man, like, dude, I grew up in, I grew up in New Jersey, two hour flight away, and like, it's crazy, man, like, all the beauty down here, and like, the activities, and like, it, it's just so full of life, and like, Miami's like, I've noticed everything in Miami is like, so Miami, it's like, you go other places, and it's like, yeah, there's cool cities, and there's cool things going on, but it's like, you know, it's like more general. Like you go to different cities. I don't know, Chicago, Boston. I don't know, but like Miami is Miami, man. Like there's like there's like nothing like it, man. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely down for one of those those art tours, man. Yeah.
0: All right. So besides Tony, who's already been on the podcast, is there uh, any other characters in Miami that you think would be cool to have on the podcast?
1: Char- characters in Miami? Yeah. Um, let me think about that one. Okay. I mean I could I could I could think say of a a, few. say a few say a, say I could a I could think of a few maybe like as far as like what like uh um, Anywhere. It's like very open ended, like uh all all industries. All industries? Oh yeah, dude. Um one of my buddies is a professional boxer, he lives he's like seven and oh, he's on the rise. Um send you his IG, he's cool. Uh Albanian dude. Um uh we met where do we meet? I think on Muscle Beach actually. Um but, yeah, he's actually just went to one of his fights. Um, and he's, like, 7 and all right now. But it's, like... What's his, his name? Real uh, promising. His his boxing name is, is... He goes by the Sniper. And I don't want to mispronounce his... I don't want to mispronounce his government name. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a very Albanian name. Um, I'll send you his gram, though. But, yeah, he's a great guy. He's, uh, um, you know, got a family. And uh, I think he's, like... I think he's, like, 28, 29, maybe. Young young guy. Um, but I could see him going a long way in, in the sport. Um... And uh, he lives, where does he live? He lives maybe five minutes away. He lives, he lives right here. He lives down by the bay.
0: Yeah.
1: But um. yeah, I'll connect you with him. He's cool, 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 cool kid. And um, his career is like, he's 7-0, and and he's a professional boxer, man. Like, I could see him going, I could see him going all the way.
0: And boxing is one of those things, uh, it's just like, if I'm, if I'm a boxer, like, how can we fight more in America? <laughs> <laughs>
1: kind well, of questions
0: that I would ask. But, like, no, it's empower- powerful what boxing does for for people who have Parkinson's or people who need to, who are unemployed, like the go, the government should basically subsidize like boxing classes for the unemployed. They should make them required to like do these fitness activities, like get your, get
1: your willpower back up. Well, actually, you know, like we're, we're, we're on the fitness topic and you know, the fitness scene in Manhattan pre-COVID was on a boxing like kick, dude, like boxing. And, and by boxing, I don't mean like, you know, punching each other's head and like, Boxing for fitness, you know. Boxing for like, you learn you learn your technique. You know, you practice it. Not only is it like one of the best stress relievers, um, but it comes with like such confidence. Like just walking down the street, knowing that you can defend yourself, and it's like there's a lot to boxing. There's a lot to the sport. Um, And New York City fitness scene discovered it, and it was a smash hit. There was multiple boxing studios popping up left and right. And me coming from that scene, I think that's what I got my eyes on now. That's where my sights are is bringing a little bit of the, you know, bringing a little bit of that New York City scene, of group fitness scene, boxing in particular, down here to Miami. Um, because it's such a it's such a vibe, man. Like, just letting loose on that bag, you know. So you
0: would need a gym. You're not gonna be just doing shadow boxing, like, outdoors, like, you're talking about, like, like- I mean, a you need to partner with a gym, or you have your own space, or something? I would,
1: I would, I would need to partner with um, some entrepreneurs, <laughs> um, or yeah, well, I, I would want my own. I would want to do my own thing. I wouldn't want to partner with with a gym, man, because I learned the hard way in New York, man. Like you work, you work under someone else's roof, and, and they pretty much own you. Um, so like, yeah, that's not that's not really that sustainable. Um, that's but... where
0: that's where boxing gets a little expensive too, because you get all the special equipment and everything. I think it's one of those things like having a trainer. It's it's a little luxury, but it's also for certain conditions and situations in life. Boxing is an absolute great, um, great basically curative, you know, activity that kind of gets your willpower back up, gets you, um, gets your confidence up, and like I said, like there's certain situations in life where that's completely like necessary. Um, I don't necessarily think everyone should be boxing more, fighting each other more or whatever or boxing more, but I think it's a great, like, curative tool. I think, uh, you know, let's just focus on America, like, walking
1: more, you know. Like,
0: (laughs) the walking is good.
1: Um, But, like, but the boxing is, like, you mentioned, like, equipment and stuff, but you really don't need that much equipment, like... um... You need to buy a pair of gloves. You have a bag. And it's funny because, like, real fighters, man, with discipline and, like, real fighters that actually fight aren't the ones that are fighting out in the street and, like, starting problems, you know. It's the punks that are doing that. Uh, real fighters have discipline. And, and and fighting for for a real fighter, fighting is the last resort, you know. For a punk, fighting is might be the first resort. But, like, you teach somebody how to defend themselves and, like, you show them the discipline of waking up at 5 a.m. Like, my coach used to make me train at, like, 6 a.m., dude. We used to be... You know we used to be training at 6 a.m three times a week and it's like it's like that that total and boxing is a total body like um you know workout like you're you're on your feet there's like footwork you need to learn and it's like every punch is like you know you're using the full anatomy and you're bouncing around you're throwing ballistic punches and it's it's a vibe we'll 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 hit the bags no 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 hey that's one of those experiences we're gonna
0: have to get a good story with you man uh for the ig uh we'll have to get a story of you in in boxing and that's there's a space for that in Miami, man. There's definitely there's a South Beach boxing gym over there on Fifth, like that's famous. Muhammad Ali used to go there. Um, yeah, I've been there. On and so, days. but there's room for more. There's definitely room for more. There's, in Miami. there's
1: there's room there's room there's more room for like a concept, like that's a boxing gym for like fighters and trainers. But there's like I'm talking about like concept where like. You got a studio... Bring it to the masses
0: kind of thing? Yeah,
1: bring it to the masses. You got a studio with like 30 bags and let's say for... Two, uh, let's say there's there's 30 bags on this side of the room and then there's like... 20 different like stations on this side of the room or let's say 20 and 20 so it's for, for for three minutes you got your people doing certain combos on this bag three minutes people are doing burpees or something mm-hmm. on this side right then you guys switch now they, you take the gloves off now you're doing the burpees and the push yeah, yeah i did over. that
0: in san francisco a lot of those like H, H high intensity interval training with boxing yeah um yeah. pretty powerful stuff yeah so that's cool man i see you yeah. have a place here in miami or um I'm I'm happy to have you as a neighbor and you know Likewise, looking forward man. to uh, hanging out more. Likewise, um, man. And yeah, I'm just, obviously I love this place so much and never going nowhere. So uh, we'll have to uh, get some boxing workouts in and appreciate you coming and and sharing some of your uh, your expertise on fitness and it's obviously you know one of those it's one of those big problems in our world still you know where we, we each you know a big portion of our world could definitely uh, improve its its health and 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 you know, it's vigor as well. So I think it's like one of those, one of those last things that, um, we could really, really all come together on and, you know, maybe not, you know, uh, not be too much fight in that, but like you need, you need your fight in life and you need your fight to kind of like, um, get, you know, set up things that are worth fighting for. Basically you got to fight for it. So we got to fight for this world that, that is healthier and, 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 and more in shape and also contribute and, and just like cares more as well and smiles at the strangers. So I think we gotta fight for that and, and maybe I need a little more fight in me. So I gotta, I'll come come hang out with one of your workouts, bro.
1: And really appreciate you coming today. Well, well, well when I have my studio and I will have it one day. Um, the quote, you will. The quote on the check-in wall is gonna be, um, life is a battleground, not a playground. Treat life like a playground and you lose the battle, so. That's that's where I stand with the. Uh... I like plays too. I like, play. I like, <laughs> I like playing around. Man. But hey, I mean, but I mean, we all have we all face our battles in life, man, and you know you got to push through them, and you know you never know when they're coming, and life just throws them at you, and you know you got to be tough and ready for them. So, you not gonna make your own battles too, you to, Like you don't
0: don't settle. Um, for sure. Ask yourself how you sure. can make the biggest difference in the world.
1: Um, but awesome, brother. Dude, I love your outlook. I love your outlook on everything, bro. That was this was a great conversation, man? I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave here a changed man, bro That boy, up here. All right, man. Thank you, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Word.